most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Week 19, a.k.a. the Wild Card Weekend Fantasy Flex Main Slate Podcast presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon. Joined, as always, by my dude, Sean Kerner. Sean, that was uh, that was pretty exciting week 18, I must say. Yeah, I loved it. I, I think I only lost one prop, and it was a tenth of a unit I put on Isaiah McKenzie to get the first touchdown uh, <laughs> for the Bills at 22 to 1. But other than that, I think I went like 8 no, 9 no overall on props. Thank you for putting together that incentive um, document and milestones. That was huge. I think we both attacked yeah. uh, a lot of those props and came out like way on top. So uh, you had another, you had a good week as well. Yeah, it was, it might've been my best week considering like the volume. Cause I had about 22 bets, I think, and won 14 or 15 of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just like volume wise. It was a huge week. And then obviously anytime you can win like two thirds, uh, the Cooper was Cup was the only sweat, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so I actually did take some, I put a unit on, you know, his regular prop, but I, I put like yeah. a, what to win a unit on the over 135 and a half on an alt market. So I barely, I got, you know, I got, I, I got a little bit of profit off that, but I actually didn't get as much, but the Niners came through. So still two out of oh, two. Oh yeah. And I you, you didn't get a over under like 118 and a half, did you? No, I got really? an over under 115 and a half. I, that was like oh, okay. the first prop I bet. Like I was waiting. I mean, I was like refreshing all the books, like you know, on whatever day it, it is, like Thursday, you know, Thursday afternoon or whatever. It, it was just like to, waiting. Yeah, it <laughs> went up to like 120, then it went down. I was just kind of waiting too. I thought it would go up. And then once it hit 116, I said, okay, I'm going over now. And just barely, just barely. And I had the, the Niners plus three and a half, yeah. plus four as well. Uh, and it was crazy how we kind of needed that touchdown. Yes. It was like a four-yard touchdown to go over. And then, you know, trust Jimmy G to mark, but just overall fun weekend. And just I wish we could have week 18 every week. It's yeah, just that, that was, much fun. That was beautiful. And it was like <laughs> and it was like a week where you could we could, I know we do it on the, this show a lot more, but in re, in the regular prop market, it was a week where you can bet overs a lot more confidently, I think. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah, like Devonta so Smith, I took that 37 and a half over. Um, and he just went, he barely went over by like four yards. So it was like well, Jamar chase, almost the same thing, right? He just played yeah. a couple plays, but, um, we, we just know that these guys do go for these incentives and milestones. So, um, till next season, <laughs> Oh yeah. but, uh, yeah, we got it. We got the playoffs to get to here. And, uh, so we'll do it on this show. We'll break down the Saturday slate and the Sunday slate. Those are the two kind of big slates, you know, instead of the, the three day slate, that's kind of. There's not as many prizes there, so um, you obviously can kind of put two and two together. Yeah, with, you know, as we talk through these, uh, but we'll still be doing a Friday show as well uh, with props, and then we'll cover this week's Monday night game on that show, which is the Cardinals and the Rams, because that slate isn't posted yet anyway as we record this. So um, you know, we'll wait till later in the week for that. But uh, yeah, let's get into the Saturday uh, slate here. We got the Raiders at the Bengals. Bengals are six point favorites. The total at 49 and then you got the bills hosting the Patriots. The bills are four point favorites with a total uh, of 43 and a half. Uh, what are you thinking at quarterback? 
Um, so yeah, the, the Bills Patriots game is probably a fade for me. Um, although it could be a contrarian game to stack, but just, you know, two teams like that facing for the third time this late in the season, it's probably gonna be lower scoring than people expect. Um, so I'm, I'm attacking this Bengals Raiders game. I think Burrow is going to be very popular, rightfully so. I think Derek Carr is the play on this slate. Uh, he's he's going to be too cheap. The Raiders have the second highest pass rate when trailing. Uh, I think they're going to be trailing for much of this game. So this this could be a sneaky game for Carr. He just got Darren Waller back. Um, he has a ton of weapons. Maybe we'll see Deshaun Jackson get a big play in this game. But I just think based on this slate, I think Derek Carr is the, the sneaky play at QB. Yeah, I I... I want to talk about Burrow a little bit because he he's interesting. I think on FanDuel, he's definitely to play at 7,800. Mm-hmm. Um, he's $1,000 uh, $1, cheaper than Josh Allen. On DraftKings, though, Allen's only, I think, five or 600 uh, more expensive than Burrow. I'm, I'm thinking of just going Allen um, and taking the floor because I, I think even if, you know, obviously we respect the Belichick defense. I've talked about it. They'll probably do what they can to limit uh, Stefan Diggs. But, you know, Manny Sanders back healthy playoff game. I still think you're going to see an aggressive Bills offense. I think you're still going to see Allen run the ball if he has to. So um, what do you think of kind of that price discrepancy on on DraftKings where it's a lot closer? Oh, yeah. No, I I still think Josh Allen has a super high floor and ceiling. I mean, he's rushed for over 60 yards uh, each of the past three games. Then he had a 109-yard rushing game uh, before that. So you just imagine the playoffs, he's he's not going to hold back. So he's going to scramble, run even more. Um, so, yeah, despite the tough matchup, I still love Josh Allen here just based on his ceiling. I, I think his roster ship might be a little bit lower, too, because of the tough matchup. So I'm with you here, especially, um, you know, a site like you said, FanDuel is $500 difference. No, FanDuel is 1000 So that's where I'm thinking. Oh, that's where Burrow's only 7800 uh on FanDuel and Allen's 8800 But on DraftKings, Allen is 7900 I believe oh, okay. it is. And then yeah. Burrow's 73 So that's. Like that's a that's like you know, and you don't really need the extra cash on you know DraftKings the way they kind of priced everyone. There's like this huge gap between I think yeah. it's Jacoby Myers and then T Higgins. I want to say it is so um, you could kind of you know you you don't really need to be saving those few hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm all about that, and I think you know even though they're five hundred dollars apart, I think Burr will still be pretty popular, right? Yeah. I mean, he everyone's gonna want to play. Jamar Chase, and then you want to stack him with Burrow. So I, I do think that Josh Allen might be contrarian, and he's you know good value wise. So yeah, I could definitely get behind Josh Allen as well. And I mean, and this is something. The other thing that's kind of hanging over this whole thing is we know Josh Allen's healthy. Like we we think Joe Burrow's Ooh. healthy, but like we don't know for sure. The last time we saw him, he was like limping around out of that Kansas City game. You know, had you know, I think what did he? They, they got the win, but he was like limping around, and then he doesn't yep. play the next week and. It's like, obviously, they're not going to tell us if he's not 100% because they wouldn't want to give up a competitive advantage, but there's a possibility that he's not 100%. Yeah, there, there is that possibility. Now, he did have a full practice today, but, mm-hmm. you know, I take your point. Luckily, you know, we don't, when it comes to his playing style, he doesn't need to be too mobile. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, he's probably going to be fine, but still, like you yeah. said, Josh Allen, we know for a fact, is fully healthy. All right, let's go to running back here. And I, there's not as much, I think, leeway. I mean, there's some interesting plays in tournaments, but I, I don't know. In cash games, I, I feel like it's a pretty clear, like you have to go mix in Singletary Jacobs as like your in as in like the flex is like your three cash game backs. Like, I mean, are, is there anyone else you would consider playing? 
Uh, no, for so for me, Joe Mixon all the way. I, I like pairing him with Derek Carr. I think that's going to be the game script here is, you know, the Bengals get a lead and then they're going to just run the show of the ball with Joe Mixon. I would certainly not be surprised if he gets over 20 rushing tests, but this could be one of those games where he gets like 30. Why would they hold back at this point? Um, so I love Joe Mixon. I agree that it's it's kind of a rough running back slate. Um, if you go way further down the list, I like Jalen Richard just based on the expected game script. Uh, he could be sneaky. Um, you know, he ran around on 43% of Derek Carr's dropbacks last week. Um, of course, he had that third and 23 amazing run um, to get that conversion. Uh, but he was out there for the entire two-minute offense. Uh, so in a game like this, uh, you know, where they might be in comeback mode, he might be on the field more than we expect. Um, so I think Jalen Richard at like min price is pretty sneaky on a full PPR site like uh, DK. Yeah, I like that, Colin. You have to play guys like that because – yeah. Um, you know, obviously I think the three guys I just mentioned, Mixon, Jacobs, and Singletary will be the three most popular players anyway. Um, I like the Richard call. I like Brandon Bolden is another guy. Yes. Same deal. Like, yeah, you might see the Patriots fall behind early in the game. He's going to be their pass down back over Stevenson and Harris. And we've, we've seen the 20 point upside with Bolden. I think we saw it this week, actually. So he's another guy that, you know, can kind of produce that. And they're not afraid if, you know, the Patriots, sometimes they'll go hurry up, things like that. They're not afraid to weave him in at the goal line if they just happen to be going hurry up because they don't want the, the defense to be able to sub. So he could get a couple goal line carries too, um, you know, if he's on the field. So it kind of all works out for him to where if the game script goes right, it usually goes very right for a, a guy like Brandon Bolton. Yep, agreed. All right, let's go to wide receiver here. Uh, this is, it's a tough slate. Um, <laughs> like this is one where I... I because of the, you know, the running backs, I think they're higher floor guys. It's really tough to justify, you know, paying up super high at receiver. I think T Higgins looks really good. It's like kind of your wide receiver one for this kind yep. of slate. Um, and then an, another guy is, is Tyler Boyd. I, I think he's, you know, he's come on really strong these last handful of games. I know he rested in week seven, uh, week 18, but um, he's had double digit performances, you know, over the last month and uh, kind of emerges a, a really stable a guy in that pass off. And so those are the two guys probably going to be uh, the building blocks. Um, what about you? Yeah, I love T Higgins, of course. Um, it's been a few games since his eruption game, uh, 12 catches for 194 and two touchdowns. So I think, you know, that might not be on people's minds. He's too cheap here. I always love T Higgins. Um, Raiders do play a ton of zone. So typically that's yes. when we want to target T Higgins. So love him um, back on the T Higgins train. I also, I'm sticking with Zay Jones. I feel like I say this every week, but that's five straight games now with five plus catches. Um, I think Waller's going to impact Hunter Renfro's target share, if anything. We saw that happen already. Um, So I think Zay Jones is still pretty safe. And if I'm mistaken, like he almost caught like a long touchdown pass from Carr. Carr overthrew, like Zay Jones is wide open and Carr like still tried to lead him. Uh, So I'm blaming Carr on that one. Zay Jones could have had an even bigger game. So I love Zay Jones here. Again, this I'm expecting a pass heavy game script for the Raiders. So love Raiders pass catchers. And this could be a spot like I like to choose my spots with Nelson Aguilar, but this is one of those spots where he could be sneaky. Uh, I think he's min price. Um, and I thought they're going to ease him in after coming off a two game absence from the concussion. But he ran her out on 97 percent of Mac Jones dropbacks last week. So uh, on a slate like this where you, you might not need much, and certainly he's a low floor player, he could still get you that one or two big catch um, gain here to, to kind of break this slate. So this is a rare time where I'm kind of like uh, cherry picking Nelson Aguilar, just a few lineups at least. 
Oh, I would play Nelson Aguilar in cash games on draft. Wow, games. you would play him in yeah, cash? Because no, because listen, he can he lets you get up to everyone else you need to oh, get yeah. up on. Like he's so cheap. Yeah. You have to punt somewhere on DraftKings, right? And so, like if I get Aguilar, and I've already looked at this, I can get Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, T. Higgins, Tyra Boyd, Aaron oh, Waller, and De- and Devin Singletary. Oh, there you go. Right. So it's like at this point, Aguilar could uh goose egg. And I really don't, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to my lineup. It's like, yeah, because I'm getting all essentially all of the other top plays in there, except like a Jamar chase, you know, maybe a Renfro, but like not everyone, it's the same thing for everyone else, but other people might, you know, not feel as comfortable with Aguilar. If you, if you play Jones on DraftKings, he's 4k, then it, it, it complicates it a little bit on gotcha. FanDuel. Jones is, that's where I think you play Jones on FanDuel because Jones is mm. 5,300. So he's like the easy wide receiver three call on, on FanDuel, but on, on DraftKings, I think you have to punt um, one of the spots and wide receiver three, because you're getting Waller so cheap anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Like, usually it's the tight end spot you would punt, but like here, it's like you're getting Waller yeah. at like 5,700. So it's like now <laughs> you're just punting that high variance wide receiver three spot. So, yeah. And he's not like, he's not even goose egging this year. Like his floor is still, you know, he'll get you two catches for 25 yards. He won't do much more than that, but at least he has a ceiling. This is a game script where the Patriots could be forced to throw. So, yeah, I could get behind Aguilar and cash when you yeah. put it that way. Yeah, it's just, yeah, once you start fiddling with the lineups, there's not, I yeah. mean, it, there's not many other choices to like get all of the other guys in there. So, yeah, like, uh, I Makes love that sense. call. Uh, all right, let's go to tight end. And, yeah, I mean, on on uh, on DraftKings, you know, Waller's 5,700. He's 6,300 on FanDuel. Uh, I think you got to get him in in cash games. They kind—I don't know—I don't—I wouldn't say they eased him back in in the last game. He just was a little <laughs> rusty, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, not quite on the same page. I think he dropped one where he yeah. kind of turned up fields. Um, but let's be real, like Cincinnati—they've kind of—I I know they're a little bit healthier on, at linebacker than they were down the stretch. But this has still been a team that struggled kind of in the, in that spot. You know, linebacker, safety, middle of the field with um with tight ends, you know. So um they have some talented players there, but they still have struggled with tight ends for whatever reason. So um yeah, I like Waller uh as kind of the uh, probably the most owned, you know, most overweight ownership roster ship for me anyway. Yeah, I love that call and they certainly didn't ease him in. He ran around on 93% of cars yeah. dropbacks. But like you said, he certainly looked rusty. Um he just was on the same page, but I bet they figured that out real quick. Uh so he's a great play this week. Also like Hunter Henry on a slate like this, just the touchdown upside doesn't provide too much more than that. Uh, but just a slate like this, a touchdown from a guy like Henry is huge. Uh, and then what about CJ Uzoma? Just as kind of like a leverage play. If if you're going to spend down at tight end, he's probably the only guy I would spend down on. Right? I don't see any like one of our uh, famous like backup tight ends to target here, but he's he's the only guy I'm willing to kind of spend down at. I think, I mean, it's tough with Uzoma because he's, so he's not good against zone, and that's the right. all the Raiders play. So, I mean, this, this, this might weird. be crazy, but what about a guy like Jonu Smith? He's only going to get like maybe 20, 30% of the routes, but he's going to get a couple carries, and one of those Ooh. might come in the red zone. He's been getting carries out here. So, I mean, on a slate like this, you know how the Patriots, they like, they'll like, ah. like whip a guy out that they've had on ice like all year. And it's <laughs> like, because like, if I'm not mistaken, there was, let me, let me look it up. But there was a game where Jonu just like came out firing. Uh, let's see. Let's see what it was. Not recently, right? Yeah, it, I think it was the Tennessee game. He got like Week 49 12. yards and I think he might've got banged up in that game, but he got, uh, he's gotten a carry in five straight games. Uh, so that's, you know, that, oh no, four of the, five of the last six games, he's gotten a carry. And then, 
uh, you know, like anything else, you're just hoping maybe he gets that little touchdown. So yeah, uh-huh. he's a guy that um, I would play. I think you saw him as fine too, but I think you limit him to uh burrow stacks, right? So you're trying to get dif- differentiation on the field where a lot exactly. of people are going to have burrow and then it, he's going to throw, if he, if he pays off, he's probably going to need three touchdowns or so. One <laughs> of them do that. You sell more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the Johnny call. I just looked at that right now. Um, yeah. yeah, they could get creative. And whenever he's out there, like he doesn't run that many routes, but when he does, they usually target him. So he's he's kind of a high upside guy where, yeah, if you're going to spend down, he, he could be sneaky. All right. Uh, let's go to the Sunday slate. Oh, no, let's actually, because it's we have some time and it's, uh, you know. Defense. Slate, yeah, let's talk some defense real quick. Just because, <laughs> uh, so for 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 DraftKings, another, the, the just like, you know, playing Aguilar, I think, you might want to play the Raiders and just like, because Ooh. again, it's one of those things where it lets you get up to everyone else. But also I actually have the Raiders about 0.6 higher than the Patriots in my projections, because even though Joe Burrow has been great this year, they've been very mistake prone. Like uh, their interceptions, their sacks, they are near the top of the league in both of those categories. So, you know, it, it's not like the matchup is great, but the Bengals are still one of those teams that, uh, you know, they'll turn the ball over. They, and, and that, you know, that's all you need on a four game slate is like, you know, you're not really like trying to get the, the, the most points out of your defense. If you can just get like a couple of those, like, you know, turnovers or whatever, fumble recovery, something sack that, that adds up. So uh, what do you think of the Raiders here as like a contrarian punt? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly contrarian. I, I wouldn't do it, but that then again, it's defense. <laughs> like, what do we know there? It's very volatile. So I, I don't mind taking stabs like this. When it comes to defense, especially on a slate this small. So certainly if you want like a unique contrarian lineup, go for it. I, I'm going on the other side here. I think the Bengals are sneaky at their price. Um, like I said, I, I won't do this in any team where I'm actually playing Derek Carr and Waller and all that. But, um, you know, this could be a pass heavy game script for Derek Carr. So the potential for more interception sacks goes up. So I like the idea of, you know, pairing the Bengals defense with Joe Mixon, who will probably be on every single one of my teams. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I do like the Bengals here. They're cheaper. Their their roster ship might be high, so I don't know if they're a great tournament play. So certainly, I, I think your Raiders call is definitely a GPP worthy. The Bengals are have given up the third most sacks, so you just know like Crosby and and, and those guys are going to get after it. Yeah. Even if, yeah. Even if uh, you see like a, a you know the Bengals are rightfully favored, so yeah, it's one of those slates. But uh, let's get into the Sunday slate. We got Philly at Tampa. Tampa is an eight and a half point favorite, the total 49. San Francisco at Dallas. Dallas, a three point favorite, the total 50 and a half. And then Pittsburgh at Kansas City. The Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. The total is just 46 and a half. So, uh, what are you thinking at quarterback? Uh, I'm thinking Dak all the way for this slate. Yeah. Um, you know, just Mahomes and Brady. They're, you know, both games could be blowouts. They could lean on the run more. I just think their ceiling's a little bit lower. Uh, and Dak, this this is a great matchup. It's, you know, past funnel defense in the Niners. I think Zeke's going to struggle to move the ball on the ground. So it could be a Dak game. Uh, it was kind of perplexing to see them uh, play Dak for pretty much the entire game yeah. on Saturday. He threw for five touchdowns. So, you know, I don't think his roster ship's going to be too low, especially after that performance. But this is out of all the games. This is a spot where I, I want Dak and pair him up with, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz. So I think just for this slate, uh, I'm going Dak. Yeah, I love Dak. That's going to be the cash game guy. Yeah. Um, but in tournaments, obviously, you got to diversify. I think one guy that's interesting is Jalen Hurts. 
just because usually we're talking about the Eagles that they're going to come in with a run heavy game plan. And uh, they've been, they've been pretty good down the stretch. So they haven't been in a, a bunch of trailing game scripts, obviously the Dallas game being an exception, but this Tampa Bay team, I mean, it's they're tough to run against and they're probably going to score points. So now you're looking at a situation where maybe you get, you know, 250, 300, 350 yards passing out of Jalen Hurts one way or another uh, due to the game script. So uh, he's a guy that kind of sticks out. He's even cheaper than Dak. And, uh, you know, I don't know where people will be at with him when you have the big names like Brady and Mahomes on mm-hmm. the slate as well. So I love the rushing upside. And I love the fact that we might actually get a decent passing game, uh, even if it's just volume induced from Hertz. Yeah, I love that. And I, I like that he got the week off to, to rest his ankle. He should be much, much closer to 100%. So I'm, I'm dialing back his rushing usage a little bit, but we just haven't seen that of late. So yeah, I think he could be overlooked here. This could be one of those classic Hertz games where he throws for over 250 and still runs for over 50 yards. I remember he bombed uh, the first time they faced the uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, he only absolutely. threw for 115, but I think he'll bounce back. Uh, I think he has the weapons. And so, yeah, I, I love Hertz as well. Yeah, And in that game, I mean, he still threw, he still ran 10 times for 44 yards and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, yep. So, you know, and he has a, he has a three touchdown game on his resume this year, rushing, just rushing. So, yep. yeah, this guy, I think he got it. He's probably my favorite uh, tournament play. Uh, let's go to running back. Uh, this is interesting because you got, you know, where are you ranking Fournette? You know, it looks like he's going to be activated and come back. Are you are you projecting him to kind of take over again? Is that like playoff Lenny lead back? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Play, playoff Lenny, you just have to figure they're going to feed him the ball. Um, we need to see what's up with Ronald Jones. There's a lot of uncertainty there. But right now, I only have Najee Harris with a higher projection because I think he will get uh, a ton of receptions here. Uh, but right now, Lenny is my number two back. If we get word that he's anywhere near 100%, he could leapfrog. Najee. So I am dialing back Lenny's uses just a little bit, but um, I have no reason to fade him. If he's playing, if, if he's playing, we're going to get playoff Lenny sign me up. So love Lenny on this slate. Yeah. I think uh, another interesting one is Elijah Mitchell. You know, the only thing is they are an underdog in this game and, but I think they know they have to lean on a run. I mean, Dallas plays a lot of man coverage. That is not San Francisco strength, you know, throwing against man coverage. They're really good against zone teams like the Rams, not as good against man teams like the Cowboys. So uh, I think you could still see like a, a 20 carry game for Mitchell and them try to just bleed the clock, especially after Dallas throws for what five touchdowns, puts up 50 points for the what, second time in three weeks or something like it's, yeah. you know, they're going to look at it like, Hey, we got to keep uh, this offense off the field. So Elijah Mitchell really stands out and it's pretty affordable um, as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I, I was going to say the same thing, like they're going to lean on him um, to kind of kill the clock. They, the Niners love to have these long, drives and especially against the Cowboys, they're going to want to keep Dak and the offense on the sideline. So they're going to lean on Mitchell and possibly Debo Samuel out of the backfield oh, yeah. a lot here. So yeah, even though it's a tough matchup, Elijah Mitchell should see 20 plus touches. Um, so yeah, I love him on the slate as well. I think it's really just Mitchell, Fournette and Harris, right? And then it's kind of up in the air after that. Yeah. And, and I, I worry a little bit about Harris. I mean, negative game script, yeah. you know, Pittsburgh. I mean, and he's he's priced up, right? Like, it's not like the other slate where the guys you're paying the most, like a mix and you're paying up for him, but they're a six point favorite. Here, you're a 12 and a half point dog. So it could get ugly for a guy like Harris. I think one guy that's interesting is Daryl Williams, because mm-hmm. we know they trust him in, in these type of playoff games. We, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, we think he will be back, but how healthy is he? And 
We've seen Williams a lot of times steal some of that goal line work anyway, and he's been really good as a pass catcher. So this could be one of those games where if Edward Zillaire doesn't get in like, you know, three full practices or he's just not 100%, Williams could be like the leader in snaps in that backfield. And they as they kind of leave Edwards aware on ice, especially if they're blowing him out, you know, the 12 and a half yeah. point spread. So I think he's really sneaky as a guy that, um, you know, could put up like a touchdown, maybe even two touchdowns as they given the, the, the spread in this kind of game. But he, yeah. of course he's got to be healthy too. I know. He's yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he has a toe injury. We're, yeah. Like we're going to just have to see who they send out there. So um, either way, like hopefully, well, not hopefully just, it will have more clarity if Clyde Edwards Lair, if they hold him out for one more game, like I don't think they need, him to beat the Steelers. So I wouldn't be surprised if they hold him out. Then I will be all over Darrell Williams. But, you know, if both of them are banged up, Derek Gore, I keep saying like a, a game script like this where the, you know, the Chiefs could be up in the second half. It would not surprise me if Derek Gore uh, dominates later in the game, depending on who's healthy and who's active. But this is a situation that I think it's worth monitoring because it's such an easy matchup. The Chiefs are what, 12, 13 point favorites now. Um, so even though we don't know who's going to be getting the touches for Casey, we definitely want to invest in this backfield this week. And, uh, how are you looking at the Eagles backfield? You know, oh, guys missed yeah. COVID. I mean, I think Sanders is sneaky because they had something yep. with him in that last game. And I think his roster ship will be relatively low just because, you know, people might've forgotten about him after he set out and there's still probably going to be four active running backs. And I think they just signed Huntley to the active roster as oh, well. Oh shit. So I, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, that, maybe that's bad news for Sanders. But uh, one way or another, if he's active, uh, I would, I would, I think I would bet on him, especially against that tough Tampa Bay run defense. It's not like a Jordan Howard type of um, yep. matchup for the most part. I think Sanders, he hasn't been playing as much in the passing game, but he can. Like he's not, he's not as, he, you know, his hands are a little shaky. But I think in this kind of matchup, do you do you go with the rookie Gainwell? I don't know. So yeah, no, it's it's tough. I think if if Sanders is active, he's certainly in play. He's too cheap. Um, and I agree, this isn't really a Jordan Howard spot. They'll probably be trailing for much of the game. So maybe Gainwell would be sneaky. And, you know, Sanders is coming off a broken hand. So I think they would limit yeah, him to just true, early downs. Right. Like, I don't think they're going to have him blocking on third down or anything. So it could be a Boston Scott game. Oh. Gainwell. I mean, who the hell knows? But hopefully we'll have a better idea, uh, you know, come the weekend. But right now it's like all five. Well, Huntley's not in play, uh, but he, certainly he was probably called up. Because like special Sanders? teams and things like that. No, yeah, cause, no, because I think Artigo Whiteside went on IR, so it oh. might, might be a special teams type situation. But regardless, it's just you know, anytime you see another back yeah. called up, it's like you, you kind of wonder if there's maybe some concern because they could have also called up a wide receiver. You know, it's just so. I got to go back to that tattoo I have. Right, never trust an Eagles running back. This <laughs> might be the week to live by that mantra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. you know, big favorite, big underdogs. Excuse me against the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to wide receiver. Uh, I mean, it's wide open here. I think Mike Evans stands out. I think CeeDee Lamb stands out. But I really like a, a guy on the low end, like Jawan Jennings. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys I mentioned, they play a lot of man coverage. And Jennings is actually second on the 49ers in yards per route run against man coverage. He averages more yards per route versus man coverage than George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. The only guy that averages more is Trey Sermon. He has only eight, four targets. So, wow. Juwan Jennings is actually their best receiver against man coverage. And why is that? Because he's going to be open. He's going to be single covered, you know? So, uh, I think he's really intriguing, especially after he kind of gained some trust with the big game. The only thing, I, I mean, I worry that he'll be kind of maybe more highly rostered than 
you know, mm. he would have been at, if he didn't have the big game, but I still don't know how many, like with all these other names on the slate and like people wanting to stack Brady and people wanting to stack Dak. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I still don't think he'll get as much as he, as he deserves. Yeah, no. And I've, I've been saying like for a month now, he's essentially the Kendrick Bourne role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, three catches for 30 yards a game with a touchdown. Like he right. is one of their top red zone weapons. And last week, you know, just, he blew it out of the water, but you know, they, they hooked up with him on critical third downs. Like he was huge for them. So yeah, I, I'm wondering if after that game, his roster ship will be a little bit high, but I don't care. I, I'm, I'm with you here. I think he's a great uh, sneaky play. And also, you know, we call it last week, Cedric Wilson, Yeah. like, you know, just making projections for him. It's crazy how he's essentially Michael Gallup yep. in my model. Like he's that good. So um, definitely interested in Cedric Wilson. Uh, as well and cd lamb i think cd lamb's due his roster ship might be a bit lower just because he's been quiet for like over a month now uh but this is a pass funnel defense in san francisco and um you know he hasn't scored a touchdown since week 10 so i think this is a good buy low opportunity on lamb and you know having cedric wilson with my dak stacks uh i I think i'm gonna be pairing those two guys with dak the most yeah and remember the san francisco team According to Football Outsiders, 88.1 schedule adjusted receiving yards per game allowed mm-hmm. to opposing number one wideouts. Now, that is almost eight yards higher than the second worst team. So, wow. this is if there was ever, and CeeDee Lamb, you know how many? Uh, who's the, who's the Cowboys' back? number one wide receiver, though? CeeDee Lamb. Come on. Well, he, yeah, I mean, we ran around on 97% of Dak dropbacks. 97. Yeah, I, think, finally, I believe that was a season high, actually. There was a so, while he was running like 80%. Yeah, he was just, he was more of like the slot receiver at, at times. You know, he would like come off the field and it would be like the other two. Um, I don't know. I got to look up his like run blocking uh, off the top. I don't think he's that he's bad at run blocking, but maybe he is. I don't know. No, but he either way, you don't off. run on the 49ers. Yeah. You don't run on the 49ers. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like, I, I like that Lamb call as well. I think Lamb is, is, is quote unquote due, um, but just the matchup is really good. And the playoffs are where you go to your stars, right? You know, that's, you know, we're talking about guys like Jennings because we need value, but um, the playoffs, more often than not, the stars are going to eat. So, yeah, yep. CD Lamb. How, how about the ancillary receivers for the Chiefs? Any opinions there, like the Hardmans, Pringles? <laughs> oh, God forbid, Demarcus Robinsons of the world. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on them? I, 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 I like, I don't know how to project these guys, even like routes wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably not Josh Gordon. I'll say that. Um, you know, <laughs> I think you still have to kind of lean toward Pringle because he's been that clear number two now for the last you know month and a half or so. Yep. Hardman kind of exploded, but that's because he was playing in place of Tyreek for a lot of that game. I think, and I've looked at this and we'll talk about it, you know, in the elite entry segment, but, uh, oh no, we won't talk about it. So let me talk about it now, actually. So Hardman's uh, yardage per game in the playoffs has gone, has decreased precipitously from the regular season. And I think that's because during the regular season, he, he does play a lot of that Tyreek role. So in 2019, and remember they played three playoff games each of these two years. So it's a larger sample than you're used to for the playoffs. His rookie year, 33.6 yards per game in the regular season, 9.7 yards per game in three playoff games. Uh, last year, 35 yards per game in the regular season, 22 yards per game in three playoff games. So it's gone down by double digits in terms of the yardage that the, the targets and the receptions have all gone down. Um, and remember he was only playing like 20, 30, 40% of the snaps this last, these last few weeks until yeah. Tyreek got banged up. So yeah, I, I, I'm still, lean, I still lean Pringle. I think you just have to go in order of projected plans on. So it would be Pringle, then Robinson, then Hardman, 
then Gordon, then Kemp. What about you? Yeah, same. Uh, I noticed that too. Like Hardman is the direct replacement for Tyreek. So, you know, if he ever misses time, he's the guy we want to roster. But Pringle's been steadily in that 70 to 80% routes run range. Uh, he got banged up too last week, but he yeah. still ended with, you know, five catches for 56, 56 yards. That's good enough on a site like this. So I think Pringle would be the guy. If you're going to go outside of Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, it'll be Pringle for me. Yeah, and uh, I think in the post-game press conference, Andy Reid did not even mention Pringle in terms of giving updates on the injured guy. So I think he's yeah, just, like, shaken up, but I think mm-hmm. he's good. So Yep. Uh, okay, tight end on the Sunday slate. The guy that stands out to me is your boy, Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, he's one of the – it's somehow one of the cheaper tight ends on the slate because there's all these studs. I mean, you got Gronk, you got Kittle, yeah. This is this is a loaded Dalton slate. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, fire move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it, yeah. So it's one of those slates where you just have a lot of options. But um, Goddard is the guy that stands out to me. I love me some Gronk too. I've been I've been saying like they're gonna get Gronk to these incentives, and but they're also just playing him a lot more than they were early in the year. Uh, you know, remember how we thought they might leave him on ice like during the first half of the season? It yeah. turns out that they were because he was running around on like 75% of the dropbacks, 70, 75, even lower some games. And now it's been up above 80, mid 80s, even low 90s for the last, you know, month and a half, two months. So uh, they're kind of turning him up right, right in time. And now they really need him, you know, with, uh, you know, no Godwin, no Antonio Brown, maybe no Cyril Grayson even. So Philly 27. In DVOA uh, against tight end, so this is a this is a Gronk smash spot. But I think both of those guys in that game are going to be my two high most highly rostered. Gronk smash spot, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, Always. this is literally this. He's my. <laughs> you already mentioned it. Like all the top tight ends are on this slate, um, or are playing this weekend, and yes. Gronk is my number one tight end right now. Yeah, even yeah. over Kelsey. Like how. Could you project him for anything less than five and a half or six catches right now? It's just insane. Uh, I mean, he found the CBD fountain of youth or something because he is <laughs> like even better than I remember him. Like, so yeah, when it's playoff time with Brady, obviously when they get in the red zone, he's going to be looking for Gronk. Uh, just Gronk all the way for me. Although I, I do like your Goddard call. I agree. He's too cheap. Even with all these uh, stud tight ends, he's too cheap. So if you're going to make some non Gronk lineups, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm going to go with Goddard and then you could spend up elsewhere, but just this is a loaded tight end slate. So, um, you know, you probably don't want to load up on just two tight ends. You probably want to spread it out a little bit, but certainly I'm going to have like mainly Gronk lineups uh, this yeah. week. And then Friar Muth is probably by default, just like the third best guy, just because he's going to be the cheapest and most lowly uh, roster. Touchdown, he has touchdown upside, right. right? So that's that's why you would go with him, but I mean, even like a Schultz, how do you pass him up? Um, well, Jarwin's point? back. So that, that I mean, I, oh. I think, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, and I mean, San Francisco's also what? Number two yes. against tight yeah. ends? No, they're actually, no, they dropped to five. Oh yeah, because Higby went off. Yeah, so yeah, that's actually, that's actually a good, yeah, Schultz is in well, a good Tar- spot too. Tar was banged up. Um, yeah, that's true. He's yeah, been dealing with a groin tar- injury. So it, it was like when he was out, they were going to Higby. I don't know. He's, he's the guy where if he's active, yeah, I don't want to fake tight ends, but if he's out, he's kind of the, the tight end stopper. So uh, he looks like he's a true game time decision this week. So that might impact uh, my final Schultz projection. And if I mean, I think here's an interesting one. If Tampa Bay, you know, we saw, you know, Cyril Grayson get banged up. 
we, we also saw Cameron Brake come on in the playoffs last year. I think Brake yeah. is an interesting one just because he gives you a differentiated stack for Brady that's super cheap. And he's also high leverage on Gronk, right? So like if Gronk gets, you know, his like five catches for 75 or whatever, but no touchdowns, and Brake does get a touchdown. Yeah, you know that that could kind of swing the slate a little bit if you have if you have Brake instead. So I think he's always worth mentioning on these kind of slates because again, Philly bad against tight ends. That's that's a good matchup for all of them. Yeah, no, I love Bray, uh His routes run per dropback dipped yeah. like heavily last week, but whenever he's on the field, he gets targets. Like his targets per route run rate has been over like twenty five percent. And let me see one, two, three, four, five of the past nine games, which is really good. Um, so he's the kind of guy where if he sees any spike in playing time, he has a good chance of getting three to four catches. Like you said, he could vulture Gronk for a touchdown and that would, you know, be a slate breaker. So I- I'm okay with sprinkling in some uh, break to differentiate. Yeah, I mean, of course, his routes run rent down when Gronk's playing for a million bucks. Like <laughs> Gronk, I think had like a season high in routes last week. <laughs> like, like <laughs> no other, no other tight end. They, they called up Darren Fells probably thinking they might rest Gronk. And like, yeah, yeah. no, no other tight end really played. It was just Gronk <laughs> ran a route on 90% of dropbacks. That was a season high last week in the, in the, in probably the most meaningless game to a lot of, you know, other guys on the team. I know they wanted <laughs> to get that franchise record for wins as well with 13, but like, that's a, that tells you what they were doing last week. They were going for that record. Uh, he was going for those. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go. Oh yeah. Let's talk some defense here. I like the Cowboys. I don't know about you. I mean, I think another team that just generates turnovers and San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and I don't know how you feel about them. I think they're getting some, some action on the, on the spread. People are liking them at, at plus three. Oh, I don't know. I think this might be a <laughs> Dallas Cowboy game right here because I look at San Francisco last week. We loved them against the Rams, right? San yep. Francisco, 10.1 yards per target against zone coverage, 7.9 against man. So that's a 2.2 yard difference. The Dallas Cowboys are near the top of the league in, in man coverage rate. So, and we know they can do it. And, and every time Jimmy G drops back to pass, it's like, yes, Debo Samuel and George Kittle and, and Ayuk and, and Jennings even have all been excellent. But these passes have like such little margin for error that I feel like in this game, especially if Dallas is able to, you know, get it going through the air with Dak Prescott, that like, I mean, I think you're going to see some turnovers from the Niners. So, yeah, I, I think Dallas really stands out to me. As that as that number one defense, I know the Chiefs are obviously the biggest favorites. Dallas is the smallest favorite, but I don't know. I mean, talk me out of Dallas here. Oh yeah, I feel the same way. I, I even commented on Stucky's tweet on Sunday night. Uh, I thought Dallas would open like minus five, minus five and a half, and I was going to hammer the Niners. Mm-hmm. So when it opened minus three, I just backed off. I I, I don't know what's going on here. It's kind of early in the season when the Ravens opened up minus three against the Chargers. I had the same reaction. I just stayed away. Uh, so right now I'm staying away. Uh, I, I do like the Niners here. However, like since I had the Niners this weekend, I watched that game pretty closely and, you know, Jimmy G made some really bad throws. Like obviously the thumb was an issue on a few throws. Um, so yeah, I agree. Like the Cowboys could um, get a few turnovers here. Uh, I I think that they're going to be chalky. I, I don't know. Uh, but I think the chiefs are probably my favorite defensive play just because. Uh, I, I watch a lot of that Steelers game too. And Big Ben, <laughs> oh my God, he he sailed a couple of passes in the Ravens. I think they flat out dropped like two sure interceptions. So, I mean, Big Ben has looked terrible in his uh, last two games. So this could get ugly. It, I feel bad for him. This could be his last game, but the Chiefs defense 
could feast on Big Ben here and, you know, <laughs> would not surprise me if he throws a pick six uh, in this game. So, I, you know, I like the Cowboys, obviously, but I, I will have quite a bit of Chiefs exposure as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are a safer play. You know, it's just like you have... Probably pretty chalky, too. Right, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Dallas leads the league 34 turnovers for us. That just screams Niners to me. Like any, because you know, I, I, anyone who's a Niners fan just knows it's like we do not if, want to play a team like this. Like we don't want to play a team yeah. that specializes in if, creating turnovers. If Trent Williams is out, Ooh. I will upgrade to 100% Cowboys defense. How about that? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, hey, I got a little scared too when, uh, yeah. you know, when Trent was out last game. I was like, oh man, are they going? Yeah. Oh, the Rams finally going to do this? And then they got a 17 nothing. I was like, oh, here it goes. Now, I think now Jimmy's going to have to drop back, and they have no Williams. But uh, somehow they pulled it out. Even with that interception, that great NO by uh, Ramsey, that was that was pretty good. Um, oh, that was insane! Yeah. yeah. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, start us off with your first Prize Pick Elite Entry for today. So I'm going with Joe Mixon over 65 and a half rushing yards against the Raiders. Uh, this is the perfect spot for Joe Mixon. The the Bengals are six point favorites. Uh, which means I'm projecting them for 25 and a half rushing attempts for a team. And this is a spot where he could see 75, 80% of the rush attempts. So I'm projecting him for 19 half carries for 75 yards. Uh, so I love the over here. It's just one of those game scripts where it would not surprise me if we see him rush 20 plus times here uh, as the Bengals try to lock up their first playoff win in over three decades. So give me Joe Mixon over 65 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I love Mixon. He's my RB1 across all nice. of the back this weekend. Uh, for my first prize pick of weed entry for today, I'm going with my guy, MVP Bo Samuel, over nice. 25 and a half rushing yards. He's been over this, oh, I don't know, just in a cool seven of his last eight games. And when you look at the playoffs, I think his usage in the run game is going to increase even more. You look back to the 2019 Super Bowl run. During the regular season, Samuel averaged 0.9 attempts per game. In the playoffs, that more than doubled to two attempts per game. Uh, and his yardage went from 10.6 per game to 34 per game. So not only are his attempts probably going to rise, but they'll probably have the most creative schemes in order to spring him uh, for a big play in this game. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys defense, which ended the year the number two defense against the pass, but just 16th. Uh, against the run. So uh, this is a, a a great spot for another big running game uh, for Debo Sanders. So give me over 25 and a half. All right, where are you going for your second prize pick elite entry for today, Sean? I'm going with Zay Jones over 35 and a half receiving yards against the Bengals. And I, I like pairing this with the Joe Mixon prop as well. I think they correlate uh, pretty nicely because I'm expecting the Raiders to be in a trailing game script. Should be pass heavy. And yes, Darren Waller returned, and that could eat into Zay Jones' target share a bit. But I think Waller's target share is going to impact Hunter Renfro mainly. Um, so Zay Jones has caught five more catches in five straight games. Uh, he's one of Carr's trusty targets, and he's been leaving some yards on the field. Um, Carr just missed him on a deep ball against the Chargers. So, you know, Zay Jones, he's been a very high floor player of late. Um, in a game script like this, I love him even more. So give me over 35 and a half receiving yards. I'm projecting this closer to 45 and a half. So I think this line's 10 yards off. Yeah. Uh, he's been really consistent lately, which is somewhat out of the blue, but uh, yeah. good for him. All right. For my second prize pick lead entry for today, I'm going with Dak Prescott over 270 and a half 
passing yards against the Niners. And this is more to do with the matchup and everything being on the line. Just like Dallas is number two in pass defense and 16th against the run, San Francisco is number two in run defense and 16th against the pass. So this is a pass funnel defense that allows a ton of production to number one wide receivers. Uh, I think Dak gets over this number uh, in this kind of game. I have him just over 280. Uh, in this spot and uh, he's been playing really well as of late after a midseason slump and uh, I think you're going to see Lamb and Cooper out there for every snap which hasn't been the case much of the season those guys have been kind of in and out of the lineup so give me Dak over 270 and a half passing yards against the Niners all right so that's our prize pick elite entry for today as a recap John is going with Joe Mixon over 65 and a half rushing yards and Dave Jones over 35 and a half receiving yards I'm going with Debo Samuel over 25 and a half rushing yards and Dak Prescott over 270 and a half passing yards. As a reminder, prize picks markets do move. So you want to get on it fast in order to lock in the best number. If you haven't created a prize picks account yet, check out the link in our episode description. And they will match your first deposit up to $100 or you can visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0. All right, now back to the show. So let's uh, let's do some props here and uh, we'll start with quarterback. How about this, Sean? I'll ask you some props and you tell me whether you're over and under. So uh, you mentioned that you were a little bit worried about, you know, Brady and a run heavy script. So the line at prize picks for Brady right now is two ninety five and a half. (laughs) Of course, if he gets to three hundred, he gets that three point bonus on DraftKings, which is crucial on a slate like this. So are you over or under two ninety five and a half for Brady against the Eagles? I am right in line with this. I have 295. I think, you know, the final projection will depend on Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones' health, right? If they're both healthy, then I'll probably lower this, you know, five to 10 yards. But, you know, if Ronald Jones is out, Leonard Fournette is, you know, banged up, yeah, I'm going to raise it a little bit more. So right now it's 295, but it could go like 10 yards either direction based on the running backs. How about you? Are you right in line with this as well? Uh, I'm a little bit over. Uh, it's oh, Tom okay. Brady. I, I don't. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt the goat. It's like, well, I won't even talk about our Super Bowl odds uh, draft. So look out for that on ActionNetwork.com. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to running back. Uh, here's an interesting one for you, because this is a guy we we got through this whole podcast and we did not mention his name once, but he's a big name, and his team is a home favorite. So. Are you over or under Ezekiel Elliott 47 and a half rushing yards on prize picks? Keeping in mind that the reason we didn't bring him up uh, in all likelihood is because the Niners are number two in DVOA against the run. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a tough matchup. Um, we'll have to see what's up with Tony Pollard. Uh, but right now I'm projecting Zeke for right around, um, looks like 50. So I'm slightly over, but this is not one I want to take the over for. Uh, I just think he has a low four here. This is a brutal matchup. Um, I, I think Dallas is going to have to lean on the pass here or even get a guy like Pollard in there. I think um, Zeke might be a f- more effective as a pass catching back in this game. Um, so even though I'm projecting it slightly over, I, I do not want anything to do with his over. How about you? Yeah, I have it at 51. Uh, I have his yards yeah. per carry pretty down, though. You know, Where do you have it at now? I, three and like, a half uh, again, in this oh, matchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's about right. I have not um, about 3.7, okay. uh, but like 14 rush attempts. Again, yeah. this depends on Pollard's availability. That'll either bump Elliott like up one or two carries or down possibly a carry. So uh, Pollard's status certainly impacts this prop for me. 
Yeah, I have Elliott at 14 and a half for 51. So we're okay. pretty much we're in line. I mean, it's gonna be right around there. Uh, but that's just a you know a strikingly low number for like a home favorite yeah. star, quote unquote star. I mean, he's you know, I think a lot of it is coming down to injury and the fact that Pollard has also played well. Like, I think I don't think Zeke is like washed or anything, like the way you know, some running backs they start getting a little bit older and it's like, oh, it's over for them. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Zeke getting Zeke right will be a key to this weekend, right? You know, because he has that two touchdown upside. Their home yeah. favorites. Um, they could move the ball well through the air, but if they hand it off a couple of times with the, you know, the two, um, you know, Zeke could pay off in a big way. So yeah, keep uh keep keep checking our action network uh dot com mm-hmm. projections, our fantasy labs models projections for Zeke, because uh yeah, he'll be a key guy uh, for this week. Um, all right, let's go to wide receiver and uh another guy that we did not mention the entire pod. Well, I think I might have mentioned him once, but um we always kind of talk about Bill Belichick, how well mm. he schemes on opposing top wide receivers. This season, the New England Patriots are number two in DVOA against opposing wide receiver ones. They're also number two in fewest uh, schedule adjusted receiving yards allowed at just under 50 per game to opposing number one wide receivers, according to football outsiders. So the line here, remember, they're allowing around 50 uh, is New England. The line here for Diggs. Is 70 and a half on prize picks. Ooh. Are you going over or under? That's probably a bit too high. You'll you'll never guess where I have Diggs ranked right now. Uh, fifth? Yes. <laughs> Doesn't matter how big the slate is. He's always number five for me to begin the week. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is a spot where uh, I'm going to go with the under here. I project this closer to 67 and a half, 66 and a half. Because like you said, Belichick uh, will probably be scheming up to slow Diggs down. And, you know, I had to kind of adjust uh, some of my numbers because last week he had all those incentives yes. that he's going for that we kind of knew he would have a big game. Um, so I, I, I try not to weigh that, you know, last week, uh, you know, too heavily. Um, so yeah, they, they could have Sanders back this week, spread it out, spread it around a bit more. The guys like Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. So yeah, I think Diggs just, especially just this season, he does have a lower floor. You've been pointing that out. Uh, so I'm going to go with the under here. Yeah, he's actually my wide receiver seven on, you know, the entire slate. Uh, right. Just outside <laughs> that time. Always. Oh, I mean, there's how interesting is it, though? They're like almost every top like pass catcher is like on this slate, though. It's yeah. Like, you know, yeah, he has a buy. He's in the postseason. So, yeah, yeah. That, I don't hear much, I don't hear as much chirping about that. Oh, all these teams that run made it to the postseason. It's like, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I think uh, I actually have the projection very close to this. So it's not like I think it's an egregious line. I have it like 70. Uh, but yeah, I think the, there is a lower floor than there is a high ceiling in this game just because yeah. uh, this is the playoffs and we know they're going to go all out. Obviously, that. it's way too early in the week, but do we have any kind of like weather report for these games? Is there going to be snow or something that we need to know about? Or is Let's it just see. too soon? I'll bring. No, no, it's never. It's weather. It's forecast. never too it's just soon. Like, yeah. Just like we're doing this uh, podcast, you know, for a, a weekend games on a Tuesday. That is true. To come out on Wednesday, the weather people, you know, they have it. Let's see. Uh where are we anything. playing in buffalo sunday oh you're just uh, straight up looking at the weather.com that's smart yeah 20 uh 28 degrees you got some um, solid nine mile per hour wind so yeah nothing too crazy okay. but uh saturday though because this is wait, no it's a saturday game saturday game oh no it's 10 degrees it's supposed to be 10 degrees with a low of one <laughs> sorry 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 got your hopes up there uh, no no it's it's supposed to be pretty cold um okay. but not as windy it's still 10 miles per hour that's not too worrisome um but yeah super cold and let's see cincinnati 
Yeah, the site I usually use doesn't have the matchups up. That's why I have to. Yeah, same. And the other games are in a dome. So it's like uh, Kansas City is the only other game that might. Yeah, that's interesting because, okay, so yeah. So we in Cincinnati, cloudy, uh, 29 degrees with a low of 19 and 10 mile per hour winds. 10% 10% chance of precipitation. So yeah, not, not the greatest weather. And then let's check Kansas city for Sunday. Um, but that's another thing to keep in mind, you know, especially if you're playing these, the, the three game slate or, or the two game slate or whatever it is, uh, you might want to trend towards some of these games with the uh, played indoors. Yeah. Kansas city looks like, looks fine. Yeah. yeah 39. Cincinnati is the only game. Uh, oh no, like- Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. I mean, 10 degrees. That's not, that's, that's still, because like Josh Allen hasn't played well in this bad weather. That's one thing. That is true. Mind. Like that's why I had that under in the Jets game. Just Bills is because like Allen's two worst games have come in like weather. Now this isn't the wind isn't crazy and it doesn't look like it's going to be snowing. So maybe it's a little different. Um, but yeah, I think definitely something to keep in mind on the large slates on the Saturday. Oh, slate, yeah. It doesn't matter because both the games are in bad weather. Uh, okay. Let's go. Let's get a tight end prop. Gronk mm. is at 75 and a half. Kelsey's at 60 and a half. So I'm gonna give you it this way. Uh Ooh. Bronk plus 15 and a half versus Kelsey. Plus that's the that's the that's the difference. It's 15. 15 and okay, a half. I'll give you 14 and a half. I'll give you 14 and a half, actually. I'll give you 14. I'll take I'll take Kelsey. Yeah. I okay. mean, what do you have? Uh so I have Gronk projected for 69 yards. Nice. And <laughs> Kelsey 64. So I, I like I have Gronk ranked number one, but it's still pretty close. But yeah, 14 and a half yard spread is probably a bit too high. I have Gronk at 73 and a half and Kelsey at 64 and a half. So I'm actually, I'm nine. Yeah. I'm nine off. Um, I think, I just, I just think that the Chiefs are at a bigger risk for being able to take the air out of the ball. I think we've seen the buck with the, you know, the Bucks against this zone kind of Philly defense. I, I think they're just going to, I think they're still going to throw the ball. I mean, regardless of, Fournette, like you put the ball in Brady's hands, whereas the Chiefs, the spread is so big, and like Mahomes' numbers have been down anyway compared to Brady. Yeah. That uh yeah, I think there it warrants like a bigger spread than than usual. But yeah, fifth uh, 15 yards at prize fix, that's that's pretty interesting for that, you know, yeah. it's wider than I way wider than I thought it would be. So I I probably won't take Gronk's under, uh despite yeah. you know being five or seven yards lower. But you know, Kelsey over 60, I, I consider that because. You know, if Tyreek Hill's playing, he could be more of a decoy. We talked about that. You know, why does Nicole Hardman's yardage drop off in the past? It's because Mahomes is targeting Kelsey or Tyreek more. So I just think Kelsey at 60 and a half, probably a little bit too low. And you remember last year, I convinced Chad to take Kelsey under 108 and a half receiving yards, and it was gone by the first half. So, um, you know, playoff Kelsey is a real thing. So 60 and a half, that's something to look out for. Even though I'm not projecting way over that, uh, I would definitely lean towards that over um, as a, uh, the Gronk numbers insanely high, but rightfully so. I'll go. I'll give you a defense one since they have those up. Defense. Here. Yeah, they have the defense and the fantasy score section. Of oh, fantasy score. Yeah. So we, we can go with here. I'll give you this one. Kansas oh, oh. City minus one over any other defense on Saturday or Sunday. That, Cause that's how they have it at prize picks. They're seven and a half and no other defense is more than six. And uh, wait, let me make sure. that. Oh, yeah, so I, I can take, half. I just take, Take the field to, to yeah, score. Yeah, so either the field, at least one team in the field has to be within one point of Kansas City or Kansas City. You're essentially taking Kansas City to lead the field. Yeah, I'm taking the field. 
just because defense is so volatile. Obviously, Casey is the number one defense this weekend. Um, but just getting the entire field, I can't pass that up. Especially I'm getting plus one. Yeah. There you okay, go. yeah. Can I can I make a real side action here? Hundred, two hundred? Go. Hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Book it. Oh, oh, like this is oh on uh on oh yeah, I'll send you on Venmo. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, I thought you were making another bet, like a different. No, no, no. no this no, is like okay. our ski ball bet, just straight up, baby. Like, just... oh, no, at least that's a terrible. I thought you were gonna on, make a different bet no, on that's, the that's spot. A, that's a terrible bet for me. I mean, okay, all right. Just <laughs> like, as long as you know that. Okay. I so think you're it, not, no, you're no. I mean, yeah. Bet. No, I, I, you just said you just said you like Kansas City, so I was just trying to, you know, see if you like how much you liked it. Essentially, I take it. I'm taking the field plus one. Against your KC minus one for a hundred dollars. Okay, how about this? How about how about I give you? I, I'll make this bet. I'll, I'll give you a. It's a. I think it's a fairer bet. Kansas City's at seven and a half. Dallas is at five and a half. Kansas City over Dallas by two. Point one. Oh, Kansas City by two. Two point um, one. So if if they win by exactly two, you win. If they win by more than that, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I'll take. A, yeah. I'll take Kansas City in that situation. Okay, so we could we could do a little side action on that. Dallas within. Two points of Kansas City. That's yeah, a, that's I, a I would say that's a I would say this is a coin flip, which is boring. I, I don't think there's any edge yeah, here. But... Well, yeah, I'm not going to give you the feel <laughs> that like even money. <laughs> I was just trying to see if you like the Chiefs, how much you truly like the Chiefs. I, I was they just are the highest was... projected defense. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I, I think this is a much fairer bet. Okay. I would agree. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for the Fantasy Flex Week 19 Main Slate Podcast. We will be back on... Friday with the props and the breakdown of the Cardinals Rams Monday night slate. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore odds maker. You can find me at Chris Raybon and you can find our DFS models, tools, and content at fantasylab.com. Until next time, get this money.